Thanks for tuning in to McNamara on Money, a podcast about all things financial. On this show, we talk about investments and investment performance. In our practice, we give financial advice to our clients. We know their financial situation in detail before doing so. That's not the case with callers we may speak to on this show. We can't give truly meaningful financial advice because we don't know the detailed financial situation of the caller. Any suggestions we make to callers are generic in nature and meant to steer a caller in the right direction. Listeners to this podcast should consult their own financial professionals before implementing any suggestions we might make. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money. Can you hear me okay? What's that? Do you hear that? noise behind me? All right, we'll figure that out later. Okay, technical difficulties here in studio. Okay, good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed. Sorry about that interruption, everybody. I can hear like... Technical difficulties. In the background. Okay, we are live this morning, Saturday mornings. We record 9 to 10 a.m. is our new time slot after so many years being 8 to 10. We are now 9 to 10. This is a call and talk radio show. If anyone has questions for us this morning, 781 837 4900 is the call in number. Anything of a financial nature or actually this morning, long-term care slash aging in nature. That's the topic of our show this morning. I titled the show living and care, living options and care options as you age. I don't know. couldn't think of anything much more exciting than that. But my guest this morning is a recurring guest, Lara Shea, who's the CEO of Rivermead Life Care Community in Peterborough, New Hampshire. This is your second or third time on the show, Lara. Second maybe? My second time. Good morning. Thank you again for being here. How are you? Oh, thank you for having me back. This is so much fun. Good. And this will be so easy because last time we did it, it was the two hour format. So we might even run out of stuff to talk about this morning or run out of time, (laughs) I should say. All right. Take a few moments for our listeners. Get maybe a little background. If you want to give out some information, contact information for your life care community. Great. Thank you so much again for having me on the show. This is a lot of fun. I work at Rivermead Retirement Community, which is in Peterborough, New Hampshire. It is a CCRC, and we'll talk a little bit about what that is today, a continuing care retirement community that has been open for just shy of 30 years up here in Peterborough. And let's see, I have worked in senior living since high school. So for me, it's been about 30 years and I've worked up from starting working in dining services, done activities, memory support, and moved into the administration and now find myself in the CEO role. So I've been uh, in long-term care and kind of all different facets of it for a long time. So I live and breathe senior living every day and I love sharing the expertise, really anything your callers have or give us a call up at Rivermead anytime if you want to take a tour or, or you need more information for yourself or a loved one. Awesome. Thank you. Have you met, I don't know if we talked about this, but have you met my sister-in-law, Suzanne McNamara? No, she has like I a haven't. similar, she's a, um, a care manager, um, an elder care manager. And she, um, she has a similar background to you where I think she started in high school, like in with a part-time job in a nursing home, I think, and has been in long-term care and that field for her whole career now. And now she owns her own business as an elder care manager. So oh, shout out to Kinship awesome. Elder Care Management and my sister-in-law, Suzanne. Suzanne McNamara. She's been on the show before and will be again, but it's just when you were talking about your background, it just dawned on me. And anyway, she would be a good person for you to know. And she's up in her offices in Westford, Mass, not 
all that far from yeah, you. Yeah, not far at all. Anyway. Once you start working in this industry, you never leave. It, uh, it really grows that, on oh, you. that's sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. Okay. And in a growth industry as well, which I'm sure we'll yeah, it is. talk about today. So what we wanted to talk about this morning, are, we have a few different things to touch on, but we wanted to touch on different types of long-term care, places where people can receive care, whether it's home or somewhere else. We'll touch on costs and ways to pay for care, maybe touch on some planning ahead that people can do and thinking financially and otherwise. And then we'll see where it goes. We can be flexible. And again, we will take callers and we'll take your questions. So if you're listening here on Saturday morning, 781-837-4900, if you have any questions uh, for me or for Lara as we get going, talking about long-term care and options for people as they age. So I think we wanted to touch on, you had mentioned one of the common questions that people have are the different types of long-term care or I guess types of places that people can receive this care, right? Do you want to start there? Yeah, that's a really great place to start because so often when there's kind of two people who, two types of people who end up looking for long-term care, those who are planning ahead and they're looking for options when they're healthy and they have the ability to make a good decision. And then there are people who find themselves in a crisis situation. Um, Something happens, a medical Um, situation happens or maybe it's a a husband and wife and the caregiver all of a sudden is not able to provide care and all of a sudden we need to make a move so I wanted to talk about the two just for people who are planning and they can really think about what they want and then for people who find themselves in a more emergent situation where they need to make a decision quick to know what they are and I and I have to before we get into that I have to imagine that the vast majority of people are, are not planning for this I I have to imagine the majority are reacting to what you're calling a crisis or to something that happened and then they're scrambling to make decisions. In my experience anyway, from a financial perspective, and I feel like otherwise, there's not a lot of people that really want to plan for it or they, yeah, I guess that's the way I would say it, that people don't really want to plan for it or they just plan to we'll talk about this later in the show as we mentioned off air that they most people envision being able to be at home indefinitely and that's their plan that's the ideal plan and we'll touch on that but are but am I right that most people are reacting to a, a crisis yeah lots of people most people would prefer to not think about this phase of life yeah. and that's the unfortunate reality is getting older knowing that your health is declining and that you might have to leave your home yeah. is something that those are really kind of unfortunate things but yeah. it's a real reality yeah and of course pretending like they're not going to happen only puts you in a position where you have less options yeah and you're a little more pressured to make a decision so for people who are looking at independent living, there really are planners ahead. They're planning ahead. But when they come to assisted living, it's usually because all of a sudden they found themselves in a tough spot. Yeah. And I'll talk about that a little bit. So independent living is an option for people who they're getting a little older. They might not need a whole lot of help yet, but they know that they probably will soon. And so with independent living, you have your own car, you decide everything that you want to do. You take care of your own personal care, but you're living in a setting where you're really protected because everything's there. If you have an emergency, if your care needs change, everything's there. You've made the ultimate decision of where you're going to spend the rest of your life. Okay. Assisted living is a little different because assisted living means I need something. I need someone or something to assist me in living. So it could be personal care needs like showering and dressing. It could be someone preparing my meals. 
someone who cleans my apartment and just make sure that my general health and being is good. Maybe I have medical conditions that I need monitored, like I'm diabetic or uh, breathing issues or cardiac issues. And so assisted living assists in all those things, but you still have a bit of independence because you don't need 24 hour care, but you do need a supportive environment. Then we move on to the third option, which is skilled nursing. So in skilled nursing, you've moved past assisted living and you are living in a phase of your life where you need care pretty much 24 hours. You need supervision and monitoring of your meals, your personal care and your medical status all throughout the day. Now, today, most people are able to go through end of life in assisted living. And that has been a really nice evolution of long-term care in the last 10, 15 years, is that for most people, it used to be, you went from IL, independent living, to assisted living, to nursing care. Okay. But the consumer has really said, we don't want to get to the nursing care part. I got to assisted living, I'd really prefer to stay there. And in Massachusetts, in New Hampshire, all across the country, this is becoming more and more common. People like that it's still your own apartment yeah. and you still have the ability to make a lot more choices than you do yeah. in a nursing home. So we are finding that uh, assisted living care, um, for most people you can go through end of life there. And it's much more cost effective than skilled nursing care could be part of it. I'm assuming that's part of it. But that also, is-, is it true that so not all skilled nurse, so all independent living communities would provide or have an option for people to, what's the word, accelerate or progress to assisted living and probably skilled nursing, right? But not all assisted living facilities provide independent living or skilled nursing, right? And same with skilled nursing. Sometimes those are just skilled nursing with no independent living or assisted living, right? So it's, you are correct. Okay. And that's the perfect reason why this all gets so confusing. Yeah, yeah. It's because there's different levels of care and all these communities provide different things. And that's why I love when people plan ahead because you don't want it to be that you don't want to be looking the day that your mom or dad is in the hospital and is being discharged. And now you're trying to figure this out with four hours notice. That's too much and it's too hard to make a good decision. So for people who are are willing to educate themselves ahead of time, understand what's in your community and which is the one I'm hoping for myself or for my loved one. And in that case, you can go and see what can, which communities have a continuum of care, and that would be independent living, assisted living in nursing homes, or do I need just the assisted living, and I'm not looking for anything beyond that, so I can look for a standalone assisted living, or does my beloved one need a nursing home, and that can be a standalone. So you can look yeah. where they're bundled, or you can look where they're all separate, and all those different scenarios that you just said exist. IL and AL, AL yeah. and nursing, they, they, they all yeah. exist in different ways, but it's whatever's right for your situation. And that's why I really promote the planning ahead. Hold that thought. We'll be back in a moment with more from today's guest, Laura Shea. How do you know when you can afford to retire? Does your fixed income cover your expenses? For most people, the answer is no. And if it doesn't, how much will you need to draw from your portfolio? Will that draw last for your lifetime if we factor in inflation? How should you invest your accounts and draw from them tax efficiently? Hi, I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Give me a call if I can help you determine if you can afford to retire. 781-834-2010. We're back with more from today's guest, Lara Shea. 
I can understand why families don't really plan ahead or don't really, many don't want to plan ahead. Because if you think about you're an adult child, right? And mom or dad or both are living independently in their home and have been for some time. And as they age, they're comfortable and they're doing fine. And I, you can understand how people could just project that for their lifetime. And I, so I can understand why people don't want to plan ahead or don't plan ahead. So yeah. they don't want to. They just maybe think it's not necessary. If mom's doing great and she's 80 and living independently, like why would we start looking around for someplace now? She's perfectly fine and she could be like that for her lifetime. So I can yeah. imagine that most people think that way, but it is unfortunate. I can think of a very recent experience where one of my clients, basically that her husband was, you know, something happened and, and they were reacting in a crisis and could, looking around and running all over and looking for places for him. And there wasn't many options that they were happy with. And, and it was really hard to listen to her experience in that regard. But up until that point, she it was like, why would she have looked around? So I guess what do you, when you talk about planning ahead and thinking ahead, are you, I guess, maybe elaborate on that a little bit. What do you think is a good way to do that or things to think about or places to look? Or can you elaborate on that a bit? Yeah, I'm so happy to, because yeah, it's like we always, no one wants to leave their home. And I think that's such an important piece of it is just to recognize that like most people would like to stay in the home where they raise their kids yeah. and even just getting rid of all the beautiful things that you own own can be really hard because this always involves downsizing, sure. which is really hard. And even I, I, I bet a lot of us have had the conversation with your parent where it's promise you'll never put me in a nursing home. Yeah. So there's yeah. a guilt factor oh, yeah. on top yeah. of all of this yeah. too. There's loss, there's guilt. So we put it off a little too long. But like you just said, your friend, then you end up in a place where you have no options. Yeah. So I like to do that in between. Let's not go to the extreme of not looking and then, or the extreme of the crisis. Yeah. And what I recommend just to start, of course, everything's on the internet now. Yeah. So that's yep. a beautiful yep. place to yep. start. Just look at them. Just look at what's in your area. Start to get a sense of, do you does your mom or dad want a really big community? Yeah. Do they want a smaller community? Okay, great. That's a good kind of starting place. Are they looking for a cottage, like independent living and having a cottage? Or are they more wanting an apartment, something a little smaller, easier to manage? Um, or, boy, by the time mom and dad move out, they're, they're probably already past independent living. We're probably talking assisted living at this point. Okay. And so getting a feel for where mom or dad is a really important start. And then of course, looking at costs because the costs range quite a bit. Yeah. Now we have CCRCs, Continuing Care Retirement Communities, and that's what Rivermead is up in New Hampshire, which is a buy-in community. So you buy in, generally you move in when you're a, a little younger, a little healthier. So people in 75, 80, even 85 move into independent living. And they have chosen, made a choice when it wasn't an emergency to move into a community where they could live independently for time, for yeah. five, 10 years before they ever need assisted living. And that's a real choice. That's really planning ahead for all your care needs. And that's a choice. And if you move into a CCRC, that's going to be your most expensive option because you're buying in. But you also get two important things out of that buy-in. You have a home for life because generally these come with a life care contract. And your costs don't go up significantly as you move from independent living to assisted living oh, to nursing. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That. I didn't know that. Okay. All right. Maybe yeah. you could touch on that. So okay. that's a reason to not stay in your home too long because 
you um, if you move into the CCRC model, moving in early is how you get the most really the most value out of it. The most okay. experience from everything they offer, but you also lock in that great pricing. Okay, now there's the other option, which is a rental option. And again, so if, if CCRC isn't for you because of lifestyle or because of cost, that's okay. There is a whole other option and those are rental models. And we're starting to see those be built more and more. Now rentals offer independent living and assisted living. They generally don't have nursing attached and, and that's okay. okay. Cause like I said, most people can go through end of life in assisted living. And there's generally nursing homes down the road if truly you did need that, your health, your, your medical needs were so exceeded assisted living, you could always move out. But generally a rental, IL, AL, independent assisted living is a great option and it's more cost effective. And the reason being is that you don't have that buy-in at the beginning. Okay. But what you will have is a significant change in cost from when you leave independent living and move to assisted living. Okay. So in a CCRC, your one cost really carries through your whole stay, where in a rental model, you'll see a significant jump when you go from one level of care to the next. Um, but because there is no buy-in and because it's a rental, it's a really nice option um, for people um, who are looking for a more affordable um, product. Now it's less of a lifestyle where I said the CCRC, there's a real lifestyle to living there. There's a lot of activities, a lot of amenities. These rental communities tend to have less of that. Okay. And that's how they are more affordable. People don't tend to live in them for five to 10 years before needing assisted living. They tend to live in them for two to three years before needing assisted living. Okay. So they're a little bit later in their independent living journey, but they don't quite need assisted living yet. So you're really looking at uh, two, two different models, not only for their pricing structure, but also for the living arrangements, the, the lifestyle experience that people are looking for. So to sum it up, a CCRC, you're moving in a little earlier, you expect to live there, 10 to 20 years. Okay. So you're, you're really thinking you're gonna live there a long time. A rental model, you're probably looking three to five years that you really intend to live in the community, maybe up to 10 years, but you're thinking less time in a rental model. Okay. And, and I'll take a pause there before we get to memory care because we haven't yeah. touched on memory support yet. Let's touch on that after the break. We have to take a break in a few minutes. Let me just make sure I'm clear and um, and, and our listeners are clear. So a CCRC, a continuing care retirement community, Rivermead and Peterborough is one of those, right? So that's, are they all buy-in models? Okay, yes. and, and just for our listeners sake, so what that means is you lump some buy-in for basically, can I call it like purchase of your apartment, right? So similar to purchasing a home, you buy in, can we ballpark it at $300,000, $400,000, like something in that range for- It will, it'll really, there's really big ranges yeah. and it's gonna be somewhere between 200,000 and 750,000. Yeah, I was gonna say 600. I could think of, a, I can think yeah. of places around here that are more like that. It depends on the size of the apartment and and all that stuff and, and the place and all that. Okay. And how so, luxurious it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It could be appropriate for someone, like you said, who envisions being there for a long time, hopes to be independent for a long time, maybe has equity in their residence now. So proceeds of sale of their property that they could apply to this buy-in model. And then they would plan for, in addition to the 
So with the buy-in model, correct me if I'm wrong, there's the upfront cost of like purchase of the apartment. And then there's like the monthly fee or rent or whatever we call it to live there. And I'm sure that's correct. all over the map, a few thousand dollars a month, upwards of a lot more than that, right? And that depends yes. on, yeah. and, and if you're an independent living, then the monthly fee is like the lowest, right? And then it can it, uh, increase from there if you need to add amenities and higher levels of care. So that's the buy-in model? The levels of care, what's really nice is when you buy in an independent living, generally that that independent living monthly fee will stay pretty consistent as you move across the spectrum and need more care. And that's why a lot of people come in the first place. They're paying a little more early, but they're not seeing a big increase as they age Okay. That's a, and for the people that are planners and then like me, for example, I would love knowing that and having that information for my clients because it's easier to model affordability and longevity of their assets. If you kind you want to have a pretty good idea of what the cost will be long-term, whereas the other, the other model, the rental model you were saying was lower cost to begin with, but then costs can increase significantly as care needs progress. And that's harder to plan for and harder to model. Having said that, with that rental model, if someone did sell a home or whatever, there could be like a sizable amount of money with from which they could draw to pay that rent. But anyway, we could, I could get all into the financials and all that stuff, but maybe that we'll get into it if we have time, but okay. So our, so we have got two minutes before the break and then we'll touch on memory care. So I know I asked you this and I forget what your answer was. Are all CCRCs the buy-in model? Yes. Okay. Pretty much all CCRCs. And it can be different state to state, but what you're going to find through New England is a buy-in. Okay. And then just to touch on that buy-in, there are, you need um, a little grid when you look at every community because there's so many options. Yeah. But the buy-in can be refundable and that's an important part of it too. Yep. So you don't technically own the cottage you pick or the apartment. But the good thing too is you, there is sometimes refunds or you could get buy-in for less money and get no refund. You could buy more money, get it all back. And that's again, why I go back to plan ahead because this is already complicated. We're trying to make it simple. All right. Um, we're going to continue on these discussions. We do have to take a quick break, though. You're listening to McNamara on Money. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed. My guest this morning is Lara Shea, who is the CEO of Rivermead Life Care Community in Peterborough, New Hampshire. She's our one of our experts in the field of long-term care and aging. Thank you again for being here this morning. We're just taking a break. We will be right back. We're going to continue on our discussions of continuing care retirement communities and places that people can age home and otherwise. So we are just taking a quick break. We'll be right back. You can find McNamara on Money on all the major podcasting platforms. New episodes drop every Monday. Tune in weekly for everything you need to know about making smart financial decisions. Subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode. 